three, two, one. Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to the Dennis and Andy show. We are back, regular time slot. Well, then again, we were here last week as well. So that huge difference. But I uh, hope your first day of the work week went well. And now you're kicking back with a nice cold one, whether that be a soda or as Dennis would call it, a pop. Is that what you called it where you grew up? Oh, it all depends. It could be a soda, could be a pop, it could be a soda pop. And then as we got down farther, they called them Cokes, no matter what flavor you had. And that was just a wrong answer. That's true. And uh, or a beer or a scotch. Drink up. It makes us funnier. It does. The more you drink, the better we are live. And the better looking I get. You get some beer goggles on and this guy looks like Brad Pitt. Dennis, so, Dennis so, looks like uh, Marlon Brando. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. Marlon Brando, you know, you know, I see a little disrespect uh, in that comment. You know, I just watched a biography on Macho Man Randy Savage, and uh, Jay Lee is in the house, and it's the Macho Man AJ. Randy Savage. Oh yeah, Macho Man. That just had to hurt his voice. So anyhow, it is our Monday interview show. And tonight we're going to get right to it like we always do. We don't like to waste time blathering. Our guest is artist creator Jose Garcia, who has a campaign running now on Indiegogo. Uh, Lumina. Oh, man. Why do I mess everything up? Lumina Vox. There it is. Thank you. Uh, we'll bring him on and he can tell me I don't know how to pronounce things. Well, hello, Jose. How are you? Uh, what's up, Andy, Dennis? Uh, I'm doing good, doing good. Um, it's called Luminavox. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. Luminavox. Yes. You know, the funny thing is, when if I hear it, I can repeat it, no problem. But as soon as I look at a word, my mind just starts going back to grammar school and it's like <laughs> break it into syllables and do all this limit of ox that's it what yes. so, so you're like a parrot you just need to hear things repeated <laughs> and exactly. he wants a cracker <laughs> exactly i'm like a parrot that is perfect uh he's randy poffo that is randy savage's real name way to go jay lee look at that. look at that a wwe fan in the house or f actually back then no well back then yeah but yeah jose do you like wrestling at all i like i like wrestling yes <laughs> do you watch the wwe stuff or are you more into the luchadors and all that oh man uh I mean, uh, I'm kind of younger than you guys, so I just got to experience wrestling uh, with this uh, DVD bootlegs, you know, like the best oh. of the best fighting off. And I didn't get all the complete uh, storyline, so it, it kind of got mixed up when I was growing all, all up. Like, you know, uh, I saw some of uh, Randy Savage fights, Hulk Hogan, but oh, cool. there, there, there was this 
uh, super crappy bootleg videos, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but and yeah, like uh, you have like these newer ones mixed with the old ones, and uh, some sometimes people were heels, sometimes babyface, sometimes the hero, and uh, I, I didn't get to to experience the full the full story behind them, but I, I sure love everything wrestling, man. <laughs> no, that's cool. I uh, I th you know I was into it. In the early 90s and in the late 90s, early 2000s, and I think around 2010, I kind of stopped. And now when I turn it on, I don't recognize anybody. <laughs> I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Rec like everybody I watched, because the channel A&E on Sunday nights does a at eight, 8 to 10, does a bio on a wrestler. And then from 10 to 11, they do like a treasure hunt show trying to hunt down some you know, wrestling memorabilia and they always bring in some of the superstars. Mm -hmm. So like last night, uh, the bio was about a wrestler named Booker T and, you know, I remember watching Booker T in the early nineties when he first came up into the late nineties, into the two thousands. Now the guy's retired. He's a two time, uh, WWE hall of famer. And like everybody I used to watch is retired and in the hall of fame. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, well, that's like Booker T, you know, I remember growing up, I remember in the early 90s watching him wrestle and I would think to myself, man, he's a, the dude's jacked and like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and I'm like, he's got to be so much older than me. And then I come to find out he's only like four years older than us. <laughs> that's it. He's yeah. four years older than Dennis and I. And I'm like, is that it? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> so... See, I, I didn't have to worry about that. I my my wrestling goes way back. So it was Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, JYD, the Junkyard Dog. Oh yeah, Fly oh, Schnooker. Snooker. Oh yeah, Schnooker. Oh yeah, Schnooker. And no, uh, Randy the doing? Macho Man Savage. Um, you Bob know, and it was WrestleManias. Then they came out with the cage matches, and I mean that <laughs> yeah. was the stuff. And then we remember we were in, I think it was Milwaukee, and we just got them watching them having this big brawl, and everybody was in the ring beating the hell out of each other. And then we wound up stopping in for a drink and uh, some, I grabbed a beat at this little bar, and it was just up the street, and they were all sitting there having a drink together, all of the wrestlers that were just beating the hell out of each other. And I went, I knew it wasn't real. I knew it wasn't real. <laughs> but it was still fun as hell. I loved it. That was the golden age for wrestling for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, well, I mean, we grew up at the same time. Bob Backlund, Sergeant Slaughter. So, yeah. Um, all those guys. Big John Studd. Yeah. Valentine. Yeah, yeah, that was the good stuff. That yeah. was the good stuff. So, Jose, um, yeah, I'm not familiar with your work. I had seen it up on Indiegogo, so I kind of like to find out a little bit about our guests. So, why don't you tell us your origin story? Where Where did you cut? Where are you from? And how did you get into comic books? Yeah, for sure. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Jose Garcia. I'm, uh, I'm from Mexico City. Uh, right now, I'm 32 years old, uh, and I got into comics pretty early on. Uh, my dad uh, was pretty much uh, a doctor, a uh, psychologist, and uh, he uh, he had this tendency to to draw and to be creative. He uh, played a lot of music. He taught me 
how to play guitar, how to draw, and uh, oh, nice. he, yeah, he, he was very cool. He was, uh, he always, um, whenever he found a comic, it doesn't matter uh, which comic, he brought it home and he teaches us, you know, how to start copying stuff, uh, you know, uh, we we sat together. I, I remember on the weekends and just uh, after jamming, uh, you know, a session with with guitar, uh, we start drawing together. So that was pretty cool. And he, uh, one of the first comics he brought home was um, was the death of Superman. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that was my one of my first comics. He brought like the the Nightfall. And yeah. um, he brought some, some some European comics because here in Mexico we have kind of this mixed bag uh, of comics. Like we have, um, I know that in the U.S. it wasn't uh, as popular on those times, uh, but we had uh, some manga here already uh, at the at that time. We have some European comics. Like I remember he brought a lot of Tintin books, uh, a lot of uh, Looky Look. Um, what else? Uh, you know uh, the Meta Barons uh, from, oh, yeah. from yeah from Horowski. Uh, he he wrote all these kind of uh, different comics. Uh, we have all the Disney stuff. Uh, I remember I remember having some of the first. Uh, I believe there were some Eric Goldberg, uh, Mickey Mouse uh, short strip we had. So that was pretty cool. So since we were pretty young, me and my brother, uh, he's uh, my brother is three uh, years older than me. Uh, my dad kept, uh, you know, teaching us uh, some um, comics, some uh, how to draw, how to play guitar. Uh, you know, he was very much into video games, and um, you know, uh, and and he just uh, started, you know, uh, you know, keeping us on that creative way. So that was pretty fun, uh, and it, it it's been super crazy uh, now that I remember. But when I was on. Uh, you know, on elementary school, uh, you know, on on my first uh, on my first uh, years there, uh, there was another um, a friend who who did, but um, by, by some uh, strange coincidence, he had the book of how to draw the marble way, oh, and yeah. yeah, and it was in English, and we didn't knew any English. Uh, there wasn't. Uh, you know, an, an English class on our school, but it somehow ended up on his hands. And uh, I remember just uh, skipping all my lunches, all my lunch money to go and get some photocopies of that. And uh, it was a, a super uh, competitive, you know, kind of environment there because sure. there were like four people who draw, four, four kids who, uh, who draw. And every day uh, before classes started or at lunch, we used to get these comp uh, these competitions in which we will grab a random page from how to draw comics the marble way, and we just uh, copied uh, like you know the first uh, the the one who who had it uh, you know the most similar to it, and uh, who who finished faster uh, will <laughs> take uh, you know he could pick uh, the other uh, the other kid's lunch and you know just <laughs> keep it for himself. Uh, so, Whoa, that is that is die hard right there. I yeah. want Demir lunch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Th those were high stakes, man. So everyone yep. just uh, were you know were um, were just aiming for the jugular, just aiming for the kill. So that was pretty <laughs> cool. And uh, later on, on 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 my last years, uh, you know. Uh, 
uh, I don't know how, how you call it, guys. Uh, well, uh, secondary, uh, before high school. Uh, oh, middle school. Middle, middle school. school. Middle school yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, on middle school, we have, uh, I had another uh, guy competing. Uh, he was actually uh, this uh, musician and, uh, and, a, and a really great artist. Uh, and I was too uh, a guitar player and I was too, uh, uh, you know, uh, an artist. And uh, we used to battle it out, you know, uh, on the on recess. And um, he was very much into anime and stuff. So he was... Uh, copying all this Evangelion uh, stuff. He uh, he had a lot of this anime, manga, cooler 90s stuff. Like uh, he was seeing Ghost in the Shell. Uh, he was already aware of the Street Fighter 2 movie. He was already aware of all that kind of stuff. And he used to brought like these photocopies uh, to school. And uh, we used to do the same stuff, you know, like uh, being competitive and then, uh, you know, straight from memory, start copying some mm -hmm. stuff. I remember, I remember uh, drawing like for six years straight this this one pose for how to draw the uh, comics the Marvel way. One the Spider Man pose or, or oh, one, yeah. ah, and the and the Doctor Doom pose. I remember uh, you know just drawing that like almost every day. And um, finally, I won, man. <laughs> I won with that pose. And uh, I remember after that, you know, people instead of calling you a geek, we don't have all these. Uh, Every time I, I see movies like uh, from the U.S. on high school with the hierarchy, with the jocks and the gods oh, and yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. we don't have that here. So everyone just get along with uh, with everyone. So uh, I was pretty popular, even though I was kind of like oh, a geek. Like cool. uh, I, I could cool. hang around with everyone. <laughs> and that was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we had those dumb clicks when I was in high school. So... Yeah, man. Needless to say, I fell into the nerdy click. I know it's hard to believe looking at me, <laughs> but I did. Um, so what, because this, if I if I know correctly, your Indiegogo campaign is your first comic book stuff because you do more storyboards and stuff or what? Well, I've been doing comics for a long time, to be honest. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, um, I started uh, making professional comics at, uh, at, at my... When I turned 18, maybe oh, nice. half, half uh, when I was 18, uh, halfway 19, um, I was already using DeviantArt. Uh, one of my oh, first okay. jobs uh, was from when I, when I turned 18, uh, my dad was like, okay, if you don't do anything with your skills, with drawing and stuff, like uh, there's a door, man, and you can get <laughs> back here uh, whenever you uh, you can, you know, get uh, give us some money back so we can pay the bills and, and everything. So I was like, oh, should, yeah, okay, I'll try that. And I remember that at the same time he uh, showed me the door, like uh, he, he had al already ha uh, making you know my, my my luggage you know like like this uh, little backpack with all my with with uh, the few things i have uh, right. he, he was kicking me out of the door and then suddenly the uh, the, the phone started to ring and uh, at this time i already have attended to a course uh, a, a drawing course it took like 2 years uh, i was we have this really crappy art school here in mexico we don't have uh, any 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 stuff like that there were some of these uh uh you know these these guys who 
didn't make it into comics. So uh, right. we have all these frustrated artists teaching uh, kids how to draw. But at the same time, they were like, uh, I will show you all my tricks because uh, uh, I see that you have some potential and you will take away my job. So, uh, yeah, but but there, uh, yeah, that, that, that used to happen. But uh, at the same time, I, I found my friends, you know, like my, my lifetime friends there, they all were drawing comics. We were just uh, learning about names for the comic book industry. Like uh, I remember uh, we bought a lot of uh, Joe Math stuff, oh, yeah. uh, like uh, Humberto Ramos and uh, mm-hmm. you, all the cliffhangers were pretty much uh, what got us into comics, like uh, actually going to the stores and actually buying comics. Like uh, we had them, we, we didn't got them at the same time uh, as you so we had you know battle chasers coming like i believe like five or six years later that's when we were getting them but for new for, for us that were that those were new right mm-hmm. uh and, one of, and when my dad was showing me the door one of my friends uh the older one he was like three or four years older than us uh he was already doing storyboards for advertising so uh he uh his studio needed some work and um and yeah so so when my dad showed me the door the phone rang and it was my friend and he was telling me hey uh, hey man uh, we haven't talking like two or three months but do you do you want a job and they were like hell yeah man uh and my dad wasn't like oh i can't believe that i, I can't believe that <laughs> like this guy's gonna 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 be here for, for a while longer <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome i wanted you out damn yeah <laughs> so uh, so what was the first comic that you drew professionally for money Oh, my, my first comic professional was in this advertising job. Uh, one of my bosses, his name is Roberto Flores. Uh, he was from, he was supposed to be on the cliffhanger, um, in the cliffhanger gang. It was going to be, it was going to be Humberto Ramos, uh, Roberto Flores, uh, you know, uh, Chris Bacolo, uh, Joe Matt, uh, you know, uh, Travis Charest and all these guys, but uh, Roberto, he had some family uh, trouble, so he couldn't join the, the you know, he, he couldn't join a Cliffhanger, but he uh, he stayed in Mexico and he started working on advertisement, and we landed with him, uh, me, another friend, who was about to get kicked out of his house. Um, but uh, in between job. Uh, in between this job uh, while working for advertisement for tv and stuff uh he, roberto he was uh he he worked at marvel he did uh he did some of these books like uh, i remember one of uh, rogue from the x men in which uh, there were only pinups with no background like uh, i don't know how these books were called in which there were like 24 pages uh, with uh, with a lot of poses of the same character um but no, yeah, he, kind of book, I guess. yeah, um, and uh, he worked on that. But he got called from Industrial Light and Magic, you know, the guys from the Star Wars and stuff. Oh and yeah, the, yeah, and the artists were um, were doing uh, an anthology of short stories, and they called Roberto to draw, uh, you know, um, to to draw a story. And the first time I got to do something professional was coloring for Roberto. So I did my first, my very first, uh, I, I remember, uh, th- those were like 10 pages. I started to learn cell shade and all. this was my first time 
learning how to how to color stuff and uh, i was very inspired by a guy called carlos meglia um, oh, yeah. yeah he he was awesome so um that was my very first gig but the first one i actually drew was called uh jumico morales course of the merch girl that's what that was for devil Soup publishing after leaving advertisement that was my very first comic book and i didn't know how much had to charge so <laughs> i got i got a pretty shitty deal man and i didn't knew right after i finished that because um i remember they were paying me for 10 pages um 10 pages full color. I did I did inks, I did color, uh, I did mostly everything. Um, and they were paying me like a uh, hundred bucks for for 10 pages, but I was so eager. <laughs> I was so eager to work in comics that I didn't mind. Like at the time and that that money on Mexico, well, I was making more money than I was doing on advertisement. So uh, for me, it was like, I don't mind. I just want to make comics, you know? And yeah, yeah. That's how I started. That's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. you, you had a wide, you know, range from from down there. We lived down um, right on the border with Mexico. We lived in a, a place called Mission um, or McAllen up in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would go down. My wife worked in Maquiladora down in Reynosa. So she mm-hmm. commuted over to Mexico every day. So it was kind of interesting. We had comic book shops on our side, you know, and then you could find comic books here and there. Sometimes they were from the U.S., but a lot of the ones that I would find, you know, down in Mexico were, you know, they were reprints, but in Mexican, you know, it was yep. in Spanish. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, so it was pretty cool. So you probably got some kind of a mix because you're a lot further south. Um, who is your favorite character of all the comic book uh, heroes? Who do you like the most? Uh, for me, there are three. I mean, I have... Uh, favorite for Marvel and DC, like okay. uh, my favorite for Marvel, it's and always will, will be Spider Man. Like no doubt, like <laughs> I love I love Spider Man. But from DC, which is kind of my, um, I'm gonna say that uh, if if I have to choose between Marvel and DC, I always choose DC. And my favorite characters are are always gonna be Batman, Superman, and Nightwing. Those are my favorite of from all time. You know? Man, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Superman fan. Uh, Captain America for Marvel, but yeah, yeah. oh man, uh, we, we didn't have any Captain American comics here. So whenever uh, the first uh, the first time I really saw Captain America was, uh, you know, with the Spider-Man '90s cartoon when when they did oh, yeah. team up with Wolverine and uh, and Captain America. That was the very first time I, I saw Captain America, and I was like, man, he's so cool. Like I, I have seen it, you know, on. You know, uh, on kind of these, uh, you know, uh, on on t-shirts and you know, on on uh, on glasses, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all this kind of branding stuff, yeah. all this merchandise. But I never got to saw, uh, you know, a comic on uh, and, and you know, an appearance of of uh, Captain America. But then I just uh, I fell in love too when I started seeing the. When we got the Avengers, and we got the Avengers here like super late, like uh, we got it in maybe on the 2000s. Like we have the very first uh, uh, the George Perez uh, run oh, yeah, here yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know if, if if we were at pair with the US, but we that was the very first time we like we had we had Captain America, Vision, all these all these guys uh, around that time. 
so that was pretty new for us and uh and yeah man i mean he's there are so many cool characters uh and as dennis was saying we only have these crazy we didn't have floppies i mean we do have we did have floppies like uh super old floppies but they didn't mm -hmm. get the you didn't get the numbers like uh in the u.s like uh you could have like say issue 300 uh, i don't know from spider-man and yeah. then then the name changed for mexico like that was our spider-man number one and maybe there's uh spider-man uh 400 and that was our number two so we didn't have like storylines like you know like oh. uh, it skipped like uh, a lot of time uh, so we used to have these uh, kind of uh, paperbacks from from yeah. comics. Like uh, we only have these uh, big sagas, like uh, you know uh, b these big arcs. Like we have uh, like like Superman and Batman. Like instead of floppies, we only have the complete story, like uh, in okay. in one volume, in two volumes. But we didn't have like everything that went in between, you know. So how is it now? Like, what do you what what do you get from like Marvel and DC now? How do they do it? It's actually, uh, I believe we are uh, we are way behind on the time on the timeline. So, oh, so uh, it's the same kind of. Yeah, well, well, uh, let's just say like in real life, not in comics. Like, uh, whatever happens in the U.S. Uh, takes a long while to get here in Mexico. Like, um, if if something happens in the U.S., like five to 10 years later, we'll, we'll have kind of something similar going on in Mexico. So it's pretty crazy because we still have comics on the newsstands. We still have that. Uh, and, and the, you know, and they come periodically, they come uh, in, in this really well, and this, this really cool editions. So we have both the prestige editions and we have floppies. People are still buying from from the newsstands, uh, but the thing is that uh, there are so so few newsstands that you you uh, have to plan your route to you know to to find these newsstands. Like everyone knows which are the you know five to ten newsstands that that are still active in Mexico. So if you want to to grab a comic, you have to plan your route so you can get uh, you know so so you can buy some comics and then get to your work or or that kind of stuff, right. but uh, we're actually having, uh, I mean, comics are per pretty easy to find right now. Uh, I believe that's the way it used to be in the US uh, like a long while. Here we still have this and I've seen people buying lots of comics like uh, uh, Marvel and DC had kind of this renaissance here in Mexico. Uh, I believe uh, DC the most uh, with, uh, with Re Rebirth uh, Re uh, from DC, like everyone was buying those comics and we have paperbacks, we have floppies. So it's pretty cool uh, right now, but yeah, you, you, uh, if you want to do that, you should pretty much know your way around the city, where are these newsstands, or you can actually just uh, uh, ask for, for them to get sent to your house, kind of like a subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, but right now, I mean, we only have Marvel in DC, but we do have like comic shops. There are super few comic shops uh, around here. Like in Mexico City is the biggest city in Mexico, and yeah, we right. only have three three comic book stores. Uh, everything else is just uh, you know these little flea markets, and you know these uh, we have like uh, 
yeah, like flea markets, you know, on, on Sundays near the subway. So uh, if you're close to a, to a subway, you just uh, go out, uh, go outside. And there's there's always, you know, kind of these little flea markets when they where, uh, where they sell toys, comics and stuff. So uh, it's pretty, it's pretty easy, uh, you know, getting, getting to get some comics. And the comic stores are super far apart from each other. So you can, uh, you will get, this is like an uh, like an American comic store. So we'll have, you know, every, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what uh, Thursdays, we'll have new comic books. Uh, they used to put a curtain on it and, you know, until it was time, they reveal the new comics. We have all these editorial stuff, you know, all, all these different publishers. We have all the indies. Uh, so uh, it's pretty fun, but people are not going, uh, I mean, um, after a while, it uh, you know with with the new stuff that Marvel and DC is, is is putting out, like everyone just lost interest, and we're just going for if we go to the comic book store, it might be to pick up some manga or maybe oh, yeah. some back issues, uh, maybe yeah. some cool statue, uh, or you know just maybe to uh, hang out with with the guys uh, if possible, you know. So even down in Mexico, people are losing interest in the new Marvel and DC stuff. Mm -hmm. That is that is a sad. So what I think we need to do, if I'm hearing you right, we need to find a way to smuggle good independent comics and just put a pipeline right down into Mexico for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's look at the campaign. Yeah, let's check it out. So, Luna Vox Volume One. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, and then we'll uh, we'll go through it and stuff. Or actually, uh, you know what? Let me play the video first. How about we do that? Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll play the video. I don't know how it happened, but that thing found its way into us. but I'm gonna take it back. What is Illumina? If you want to know, find out by backing. Only on Indiegogo. Dude, that's a great video. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That is. That's a really, did you do that video? Yeah, three days before I started, you know, I went live with my campaign. I decided to do a fully animated trailer. <laughs> so, wow. Yep. Who'd you – you got a voiceover in it too that's really nice. That's <laughs> yeah, a, uh, dude, that's that, a good video. <laughs> that's um, that's a text-to-speech software. So you just type the words on, on, the, on the program and uh, it reads whatever you're, uh, you're writing. So even the voice, <laughs> I just have, uh, you know, a program do it. Oh really? Yep. Oh wow. That is uh that gives me uh insight for my next campaign. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's really well i never even thought of that that's really i was about to say wow you hired a voice actress but that's nah. really cool no man i wasn't the cheap like uh you know like i don't um uh, as of right now like i don't have the budget to actually uh hire people so uh, no, this is I... a one-man show <laughs> so I, i'm doing everything so i was uh looking for options to go on the cheap and i didn't want to go to fiverr you know like i didn't no. have time for those people to uh to respond um, and and you know have the the voice the, the audio file so i just went straight to a text to speech program it was free uh, i have here a bookmark somewhere and uh, you just need to change a little bit the text you you need you need to change the spacing and how you pronounce some things sure. uh, like uh, so so you can get a, a good feeling so i had to change my original text for this uh, this video because it sounds it sounded super robotic so oh, that yeah. uh, i had to change like some words at the beginning and you know mess around a little bit <laughs> sure well tell us a little bit more about the story here the art i mean your art is really really cool it's got it's just you know the first thing that comes to mind it's just fresh you know it's fresh it's stylistic it's, it's fun looking yeah i mean it's very stylized it's very fun looking um you know, I I really I love stuff like this because I don't do it. I mean, mm -hmm. you know what my work looks like, and yep. it, this this is totally opposite from what I do. But I enjoy it so much because, you know, I look at this and I go, "Wow, this could be an animated cartoon." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, this style, um, this kind of style of of, of you know of drawing, uh, it's a mixture of everything I've worked on in my life. So I've been working at storyboard board artists at, at DreamWorks TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did some stuff for How to Train Your Dragon, uh, oh, cool. Kung Fu Panda, like Voltron, the new Voltron series. I did some stuff for Cartoon Network uh, on Adventure Time, uh, Steven Universe and uh, Nickelodeon. And I did comics and I did work. Uh, I had a, I did had a, a I did have a comic on France. Uh, they call they are called Bande de Cines, the, the BDs. Uh, I have I have work on France with Ankama editions, but that got that got cancelled. Uh, and I've been working on comics, so I try to uh, pretty much bring all these different worlds together. You know, like uh, like comics. Uh, everything I love: comics, manga, uh, Fran uh, BDs from France, uh, like mm -hmm. animation. Uh, anime, so I try to bring everything together to this story, and the story is pretty much um, of Lumina Box. It's pretty much a uh, little girl, um, big adventure, and uh, space eldritch gods. <laughs> uh, at this, uh, there's a ritual going wrong, uh, gone wrong, and um, she ends up with an eldritch god inside of her, which destroys the planet and swallows all the souls from her family and all all her loved ones and um mia the main character now is looking for a way to save uh, the souls for uh, of her family from the eldritch god that it's uh, growing inside of her oh very cool so then who's this dude back here 
Yes, that's uh, there's going to be a society of these super soldiers. Um, nice. If you if you uh, have ever if you have heard of Warhammer 40k at one point, uh, mm -hmm. there are yeah. these. Yeah, <laughs> I love 40k, man. So these guys are like the Primarchs in, in the in the 40k universe. They are these super power soldiers, and uh, there there there's this twenty. Um, there's 20 special super soldiers there. They have the DNA from the God Emperor of Mankind. So they're kind of their, their, their childs, uh, their kids. So they're, they're pretty much uh, like these demigods and they're, they can pretty much kick ass to, to the gods and everything. So these guys are kind of like them. There are 20 uh, and these are the God killers of this universe. So what happens with these guys is that they're, pretty much uh, trying to save all lives in the universe. Uh, but this guy on, on the cover is called Dick Snoof. Uh, it, it means 19 uh, on French. And Dick Snoof, it's pretty much, uh, he encounters Mia and he has this, uh, you know, this kind of um, challenge in which he wants to protect all life. And Mia, it's a life form. Uh, but she has this eldritch god growing inside of her, right? So uh, there's the potential of for uh, if she awakens this god of killing thousands of, uh, you know, million of, of planets. Uh, so what he decides to do is he's going to act pretty much as a mentor. So if he's going to give her the benefit of the doubt. So if she managed to control these eldritch god powers inside of her, uh, he will let her live. But if she fails at some point he will uh personally come here and kill her oh wow wow that is an interesting story uh, you know again like your artwork it's a kind of an interesting and a very fresh story you know especially when you're talking about warhammer <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so do you do the warhammers just a side note do you do the minis did you play the minis oh man i'm <laughs> i always wanted to but you know growing up poor like uh, i just i just remember like looking at them whenever i went to either the comic book store or we have some of them at the flea markets i remember just buying like two space marines yep. uh, and an ultramarine and um uh maybe it was some some of the of the elder i, I remember it was i had a little elder figurine and that was as much as i could buy and i remember yep. just going to this to the stores and just uh you know uh my mouth star or start, uh, you know, with all the <laughs> <laughs> like a dog with the saliva and stuff like. Oh that. yeah. Like, oh, I oh, yeah. really need those. Uh, but I couldn't uh, never. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I could never buy them, but I got a hold of some white dwarf uh, magazines on on the on the yep. flea market here in Mexico, and I remember just seeing all these crazy, uh, you know, space marines, all the all this stuff, and you know, some some one or two illustrations from the lore. And I just remember like, what the hell is this? This is so cool. Like, I really want to, uh, to know more about this. And uh, that's, that's. Uh, I mean, right now, if my campaign goes well and I'm gonna sin a little bit, I'm gonna grab some of those funds to get me some Primarchs, <laughs> uh, some, some of the Primarchs <laughs> figurines. I, I really want to get into cool. these. I, I won't have like uh, these extensive armies, but I want at least uh, one or two of, of, of my favorite characters. Yeah. Now Dude, that is, a, as you were scrolling down, Andy, I mean, that is some really interesting looking. I, I like that. That is just really neat. 
Yeah, these pages, these pages from the inside just look fantastic. Um, and you know, my, you know, kudos to you for do because I you're doing everything. You're drawing it. You're coloring it. I mean, are <laughs> yeah. you doing the lettering yourself too? Yeah, you get to that, that part? too. Yes. Man, this stuff looks. It, it's it is seriously just the cartoon come to life. It would it be. You know, people at DreamWorks, my man, pitch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, actually, no, no. I don't want to because uh, I do have another property, and they have. Uh, you know, I've been developing like IPs for them, and they got to they uh, they talked to me about selling uh, one of my IPs for them. Uh, it, that's gonna be my second campaign. It's called Ginger and Luna. Um, so, but but the thing is that. Um, you don't really want to sell your stuff, you know, to, to corporations and yeah. um, you don't want to sell it to, you know, DreamWorks or Disney because what they do most of the time is that they look for interesting IPs, uh, but they are looking for to for the competition of maybe some future project they will have. Uh, so uh, if, if you have something similar, like, I don't know, uh, let's say like the movie, the, the newest movie, Soul, uh, sure. they will they will buy your IP, but instead of developing, they will just buy it and do nothing with it. Like, so you don't compete with, with, with their IP. And uh, I was super excited where when Cartoon Network actually uh, talked um just uh you know gave me a call sent me a message and 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 told me like we want to buy your ip and i was like man this is gonna be a cartoon show this is gonna be so cool but i want to make the comics i want to have you know all the rights and stuff sure. uh and they didn't want it they said like we will have everything uh, all the rights but we're gonna give you like you know tons of money so we can auction it but I didn't, uh, that, that kind of felt, uh, you know, wrong for me. And it's like, sure. no, uh, that, that's going to be a hard pass for me. And I'm very happy I didn't do that because uh, some of my other friends who were developing IPs, they got their stuff bought off. And uh, it's can't. It's just, it's just, you know, sitting, you know, yeah. in the dark corner of an empty vault. And they're, not, they're never going to have the right. chance to work on their life uh, of, of their life project because some of these were of, you know, these, these projects in which these guys were pretty much invested all of their creativity, all, all of their life put into this and they just got bought, bought and, you know, oh, yeah. forgotten. Yeah. Right. So you got a few different tiers. So I'm looking at the uh, racing Lumina. Yes. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm offering uh, some of my previous comic books here uh, before coming to CG, before coming to the independent market. So uh, we have four books. Uh, the first one is called My 8-Bit Story. Uh, that's uh, 160 pages. It's a silent book. It's a wow. story about a girl traveling her old Game Boy games. It's all, uh, you know, it's colored. It's uh, already printed. Uh, I have some leftovers for my first print run. I did this like five or six years ago. Uh, this uh, this book got me the job at DreamWorks. I sold like 20 copies of this at San Diego Comic-Con. Headhunter just came uh, my table. She bought five of those. And after a week, I already had a job at DreamWorks. So that was pretty cool. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, that was cool. And that led me to other book that's on the campaign. Um, 
I had uh, I have another book called Trucus Maximus. I did that with Scott Peterson. He was uh, he's a writer from DC, uh, an editor, yep. and um, Scott. Uh, me and Scott uh, work on this, and uh, Scott and me uh, work on this, and uh, it's it's about it's it's Scott's story about whatever happened if the Roman Empire didn't fail. So instead of gladiators, we have races to the dead, and whatever happens if you win enough races, and what if what happens if you lose enough races, and uh, it's a makeshift family. The story of this makeshift family, um, and it's two hundred and sixty pages. Uh, so this is a fun book. This is a really thick book, and um, this was published by Four Seconds. So I I oh, was yeah. only yeah that that was pretty cool. So yeah, uh, a friend of mine does a bunch of stuff for First Second. So yeah, that's cool. They're good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. And um, so uh, I'm only offering a limited quantity here, like sure. the physical books that they sent me. I'm not offering the PDF because that's property of first second. So, but these uh, are the, the the only few copies that I will get to, you know, to sign because uh, I won't be doing cons anytime soon. And sure. um, so, yeah, this will be special. And the other book it's called Egoista or Selfish in English. And this is a story, this is 90 page book. And uh, I did this for Mexico. I won a contest here in Mexico, um, you know, uh, and, and the pretty cool thing about the prices is that they printed like a thousand of these uh, books uh, here, but they're in Spanish. Uh, but for this campaign, uh, you will get the physical Spanish version, uh, but I will translate the PDF to English so you can, uh, you know, you can actually enjoy it and, and know what the hell is going on. And you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe to do some Spanish test, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, this word sounds familiar. Let's check. And you you, you could, uh, you know, measure yourself. I took I took Spanish in high school, but that was so long ago, I forgot everything. So, <laughs> oh, man, uh, for, for English speaking people, it's super hard, uh, you know, and for Spanish, uh, it's kind of hard. Uh, Talking to talking in English because our vowels are inverted. So uh, yeah. whenever you want to say something, you have to go to this process of flipping all the all the vowels, all the sounds of the vowels. And uh, you know, you just uh, in in that little time when you want to, you know, get into a, a real time conversation, you just you, your mind just starts lagging and you just crash. <laughs> and and it's like uh, uh, and you just start babbling and uh, it takes time but uh, you will get there. I mean, I'm like you, like in which uh, I sometimes need to hear someone talk because I I can picture the the word. I can I know how it's written, but I don't know how it's pronounced. So I need to hear someone saying that and then like a parrot, like just say it again, man. Like oh no, yeah. it's it, it, it's it wasn't the word. I'm just an idiot. I mean, ask Dennis. <laughs> When it comes to words that most people just rattle off, I'm like, I'll say it, and Dennis will look at me and go, "Seriously, that is not how you pronounce it." I'm like, "Well, excuse me, I'm used to working by myself and not having to talk much." Um, so cool. So you got ten dollar for digital. That's awesome. The twenty five dollar one gets you the printed book, so that's very cool and a PDF. Right, so are you on track for having it ready for October? How's it coming uh, along? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a really fast artist. So uh, if I'm not doing live streams or not promoting, I'm pretty much doing three pages, maybe four ink pages a day. Uh, my, <laughs> my lines, 
<laughs> oh man, my, my, my line time is super, uh, super easy. Uh, I take the same time, the same amount of time of, you know, just uh, drawing or coloring because my coloring is uh, kind of carries, carries uh, most of the drawings. Uh, and since I've been a storyboard artist, uh, you know, for maybe four, uh, four years, uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty used to making stuff very quick. So sure. uh, I, right now I'm sitting at uh, 40 pages. Uh, oh, cool. You got yeah. plenty of time. You're doing good. Yeah, man. And uh, I just need to, to finish this other comic I'm doing for Comicsology Originals right now. Uh, I have a week to finish a 22-page book, so that's pretty... <laughs> uh, that's wow. kind of uh, where I'm at. Uh, right now, I'm making the sketches and stuff, but I'm really used to that. I'm really used to that uh, workflow, so uh, I don't mind. But I'm taking you know a little bit more time here on my own work because uh, you know I, I, I tend to put more love into my own stuff than well, of course. stuff for companies. Sure. sure. No, but that's it's, cool. It's, it's a track. That's good. Cool. No, that's good. You're doing good. You got, I mean, you know, you're funded and you're mm -hmm. overfunded and you got lots of time left. So, I mean, you're doing really good. Yes. I, uh, yeah. I was going to say, I like it. I usually don't do this on the show, but you really piqued my interest with some of your other stuff. So, I just uh, I just backed your featured one. I I have to. I, I oh, really want, let's, I, I really, let's refresh. I really want to see there it your, is. Uh, yes. I really want to <laughs> see your uh, your work in 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 my hands. I wanna I wanna see it because you really piqued my interest. Like I said, this is different, and I like different stuff. I mean, I do appraising and stuff like that, so I get to see a lot of books, you know. But you know, it's not too often something literally just you know, jumps out at me and says, this looks like it could be something completely different. You got something <laughs> that I think is different. Thanks it's a funny, lot, man. Uh, when Dennis says he wants to see my work in his hands, he's not talking about comics. It's weird. <laughs> it so. is, though. Matter of fact, if you look, that's Andy Smith's work right on my, in my Phoenix thing. That's his Phoenix that he drew for me. So, yes. Yes, Andy, that's what that means. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Man. Uh, I think it looks good. I'll be back in it later as well. So, because I, I, I think it looks really cool. I love I love this, this dude right here that you were talking about. So, I, I think it looks really good. Um, you know, for your first campaign, I think you're doing great. You know, yeah. And, it, it's know. been crazy, man. Here, being here in CG, it's crazy because uh, you know I don't have the house style, so uh, I actually got chased down when I, uh, you know, uh, out of CG on 2018. Uh, you know, I was doing these blue-haired kind of uh, characters, pink-haired characters, and it was all the craze, you know, uh, you know, the mainstream and, you know, just fighting against, uh, you know, these uh, blue hair weirdos and, uh, and income, uh, here comes me with this cartoony style and saying, saying like, Hey guys, don't you want to buy my, uh, blue hair weirdo, uh, comic? And I was like, they, they were like, nah, man, like, uh, well, if you don't I mean, know I Marvel DC, um, but, but right now it's super chill. Uh, it's one of the best decisions of my life coming back here. Everyone's more chill. And I just want to make something, you know, with quality so people can get to experiment like other stuff uh, outside the, the main house styles. So uh, because there are so many cool artists that do so many different styles. And right now with the indies, you will have these really cool indie styles like uh, mm -hmm. Narwhal. 
Narwhal it's uh it's a genius uh, like uh you know uh yeah like uh I, I don't know how how he can do that like uh his style but I really love it and I've been finding more and more about these great artists here and if you guys give us a chance like we might even surprise you <laughs> No, there's a lot of great artists, I think, in CG, and I, I think it's real diverse. I mean, I just jumped over to it, Oh man, yeah. you know, in the fall of last year, so um, you, you I love, know, seeing, the, I love the, seeing all the, the whole stuff. CG, the whole CG thing is, you know, everybody talking about uh, Comicsgate, and, and all I heard was some negative stuff about it, and then, you know, they finally said, you know, just go look at it. And so as I started going through and I started doing some research on Comicsgate to find out what this hubbub was about, I didn't find hardly any of this negativity that I keep hearing about from the same group of people. I started finding out that there were a lot of people who absolutely love comic books, who love the yes. comic book industry, and are just trying to get a good product out in the hands of people in the vein of what, what they're trying to put out without being told that they're doing it wrong or to catering to a particular group. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've been doing a lot more backing on Indiegogo, sometimes Kickstarter, because a lot of these independent creators, they're putting out fantastic stuff and they wouldn't be able to do that if they were running it through Marvel or DC or, or mm -hmm. some of these bigger ones. So I, I, Honestly, I think Comicsgate's gotten a really bad rap for, you know, and I'm not saying people haven't said something one way or another, but man, for the most part, it's people who love comics for fans who love comics. What more do we want as a consumer? Exactly, yeah. man. And let me tell you one thing. Uh, like, I've been uh, jumping on and off from comics on the mainstream industry, and the weird thing is that the only time I have held up you know, like a conversation about the comics I like, the characters I like, and, uh, you know, like uh, this very two-hour, three-hour conversation with, uh, you know, with someone was outside the comics, <laughs> the, the main, the mainstream comic industry. Like, these guys weren't that into comics. Like, wh whenever I talk with a pro, uh, instead of them talking me, talking about the stuff they like, uh, and I'm talking like uh, more newer artists, like uh, guys on their tier list like me, and no one was talking about comics. They were talking about video games. They were talking about the new Netflix series. They were talking about cartoons, but no one was talking about comics. So even though when I was, you know, on San Diego Comic Con trying to uh, talk with people about like, hey man, do you, you remember that Todd McFarlane, uh, you know, that Wolverine and, and Spider-Man Wendigo comic? And they were like, what the hell are you talking, man? Like, well, what the hell is that? And and I was like, oh man, so yeah, so so comics are in uh, so hot right now. And when I came here to CG, I just started talking with random people and we were talking about, you know, the Superman up, up and away. Uh, we were talking about to you know all these uh, Jeff Loeb and uh, and uh, Jeff Loeb uh, and Tim Sale comics from Batman. And I didn't have the opportunity to do that on the on the comics mainstream, mm -hmm. which was really weird. So that talks a lot about the people here. Like they know this, they know their stuff, and they really love comics, man. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's very cool, man. Well, you know, we wish you the best. Jay Lee wants me to do a drawing of uh, Jean Grey's Phoenix and Rachel Summers in a red Phoenix outfit. So who knows? Maybe I'll do something like that, Jay. You uh, Maybe I will. I got to find the time. But you know what I will know. do is I will show you guys that what Andy actually did because not all of you have seen this. Oh, nice. So, and this is the one with Wolverine looking in. And yeah, <laughs> so everybody knows Phoenix is my favorite character. And That's is that awesome. not awesome? Andy just did a great job with that. That's great, Thank man. You. And I think Thank he whipped you. it out in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> add on about an hour and two hours. Add on about two hours of that five minutes and we'll see. Um, well, very cool, man. I'm really glad you joined the show. It was really good talking to you. I know we've talked online some and stuff and, you know, the work, uh, the work looks great. Oh, Jay says, uh, Rachel is my, oh, see, he likes Rachel. You like the mom. So there you go. <laughs> You know, the well, funny thing I was doing. He's younger than me. That would make sense. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was, uh, Jose, I was doing the math. So when I started drawing comics professionally, you were two years old. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel old. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's crazy, man. You know, backstage uh, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about it where I got my. And and by this time, these these were really old uh, wizard magazines we had on the, yeah. you know, on the flea market, and uh, they sold it for like uh, the equivalent right now will be like two and a half bucks for the wizard the old wizard magazines. And I just remember buying these for the cool covers, for the real cool covers. And uh, I, I started seeing inside of these uh, magazines that some of these had uh, some tips uh, for 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 drawing, and I just buy these and start copying them. And I remember seeing first man uh, there and I was like, Oh man, this is so awesome. Like I remember the muscles and everything. And, um, I remember, uh, Bart's ears and, and my, and my, uh, my mother telling me like, uh, well, so this guy really knows how to draw a uh, man's butt. <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> Bart hears that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No, it's true. He does. He does. Um, I and started I remember, in 1991, Jay. Sorry. 1991, oh. man. Man, yeah. That's yeah. I, I, was, I, I was born on the, the 88. So, yeah, yeah. man. So, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, this kind of weird time thing going on here. <laughs> I, gra I graduated high school in 87. So there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> I graduated high school a year before you were born. Wait a second. I'm old enough to be your dad. <laughs> wow, this would make a good comic book. Hold, please. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, guys, we're gonna we're gonna uh, wrap it up. I'd like to thank everyone that joined the show. Jay Lee says he graduated in '88. So look at that. Oh, I graduated um, in '88 too. So I guess we are the same age, Jay Lee. Yeah, that, well, that's because and Dennis and I are the same age, and Dennis graduated a year after me, which means he was held back a year because he's a little bit of a dummy. Um, <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, 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 I can tell which school you went to. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, everybody, thanks for joining us. We will be back Wednesday night as usual. And uh, so, Click the subscribe button, click the like button, subscribe to the channel, all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, we'll be the, back uh, Wednesday our, our, night to talk comics. Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah, I was going to say our Facebook page. Um, we gotten. Uh, uh, I got hacked, so all of that stuff's done. So I had to create a new Dennis and Andy Show Facebook page. So you'll have to go on and relike it. We had a lot of you on there, and Facebook is totally impossible to deal with. Um, we did talk on the last show, and I'm just gonna. I am good. We're gonna bring this probably on on Wednesday. Um, we were talking about Bart Sears, and he was doing um, the collection of the Maiden. So I'm just going to show it to you guys. You can see it's a lot. It's like a magazine size. Um, but we are going to. I am going to bring it over because we always do our show from Andy's studio. But I am going to kind of bring this along on Wednesday, and I think we're going to go. We're going to go through some of Bart, um, Bart and Michelle's stuff here um, since we had talked about it on the show. So yeah, we got a, we got a lot of stuff lined up for uh, for Wednesday. That's right. So join us Wednesday. See that, and we'll talk about other stuff. Until then, thank you all very much. Go back, Luminavox Volume One. The link is in the description. First Man is in the description too. So if you haven't backed that, get on it. What are you waiting for? And we'll see everybody Wednesday. Thanks a lot, Jose. And we'll talk to everybody later. Yeah. Bye. Thanks everybody. Nice meeting you. <laughs>